The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Gwen and Mercy Academy High School, the Sisters of Mercy, or any related affiliate. All are welcome at Macaulay's Pub Night for a casual night of Irish fun. There will be pub food, an open bar, live music, a silent auction, games, and so much more to enjoy with your family and friends. All alumni are welcome on February 25th from 6.30 to 10.30 here at the Gwen and Mercy Academy Gym. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the Monarch Impact Podcast. I'm Megan Conahan, a member of the class of 2023. And I'm Erin Remo Clements, a member of the class of 2012 and the Director of Alumni Engagement. Today, Maisha Palmer Kelly will be joining us. She's a member of Gwinnett's class of 1995. She was involved in sports at Gwinnett and was inducted into the school's Athletics Hall of Fame in 2014. Maisha was captain of the track and field team at St. Joseph's University and excelled in the sport. She received a bachelor's in history from St. Joseph's University and earned an NCAA postgraduate scholarship, leading her to her master's in sports and recreation administration from Temple University. Counselor for student athletes at Vanderbilt University, an academic advisor life skills coordinator at Rutgers University, the Assistant Director of Championships at the NCAA, and the Senior Associate Director of Athletics at Bucknell University. In 2021, after a national search, Maisha was named the Director of Athletics at Drexel University. She is also the first Black woman to hold Director of Athletics position at one of the Philadelphia Division I colleges. Maisha is now married with two young children. Welcome, Maisha. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. All right. So to start, you're a member of Gwinnett's class of 1995. What made you choose Gwinnett for high school? Yeah. So I ran track and uh, was a member of Ambler Olympic Club. So I'm a product of the Larry Wilson track and field lineage, right? So uh, I was given the opportunity to connect with Larry because our, my dad ran track with him and then I got involved in club track and field and running, running for Amber Olympic club. And he sort of, he talked to my mom and said, I think that Gwena could be a really great high school for Maisha to attend and we can continue to train her in track and field, but also just as an option that, um, so I'm from Philadelphia, lived in West Mount area, grew up there and just an opportunity as we were looking for what was going to be the next phase of my educational journey. And so it was really inspired by and influenced by Larry Wilson and the opportunity to keep running track and field, but also to pursue an education that would be instrumental as I progressed through through my schooling years, but then also as a, a young adult and now middle-aged adult. Yeah. Larry, Larry's an institution <laughs> here, so that's great. Yeah, I have friends who like run track and cross country and they all love Coach Larry and 
they're a part of the Ambler Olympic Club too. Like in the summer, they train with them. So yeah, it's, still it's a great recruiting. It's a great recruiting pipeline, I think, probably. Yeah. Right. All right. So along with track and field, what was your favorite subject at Gwinnett? And do you still use that today? Um, I think I'd like to say that I use all of my subjects, whether I'm thinking about it or not. I think it's it's part of the beauty of just a broad spectrum of education. I'm a liberal art, went to a liberal arts institution, was in the arts and sciences. So I think I've used all my subjects. Um, I decided to pursue history as an undergrad. So I really enjoyed the subject of history and learning about, uh, you know, civilizations, the evolution of people and society. If I were to pick, mostly because I certainly don't want to get in trouble, but I would say my favorite subject, and I absolutely still use it today, would have to be language arts with Sister Christy. So I, <laughs> we were just no talking doubt. about her. <laughs> <laughs> there's no doubt that I still use it today. It, writing is in much different form than it was back when I was in high school, but I, I communication is probably the central piece of my job, and written communication, whether even just a simple email, it's, it's just instrumental. So, so there's my nod to sister Christy, but really to <laughs> certainly all the subjects. Another institution at this school. Yes. She's, she's still here. She's uh she helps in our tutoring center. So we see her a lot. She's the best. She, she is incredible. I had the chance to reconnect with her and just absolutely love it. So you were a member of the track team at Gwinnett. How were you able to balance you know, sports, extracurriculars, and also school. Tough mom. <laughs> um, you know, you really, I really didn't have a choice. Uh, was, I think that part of the beauty of sport and, and we did, and what it still does at, at a, a high level, it's um the organization of sports and how it's executed. It's hard not to, it's hard not to balance. It's hard not to um, make sure that you're, compartmentalizing that that you're compartmentalizing but also that you're not allowing any of those sort of glass balls I'll say drop so academically you have to be in sync with expectations athletically there's the training component that not as it's not just a weekday after school activity it's weekends and then the competition piece and so time being organized with time being efficient with how you do and navigate um all of your responsibilities, it was critical. And I think that that's, that really is the root of what sport provides. There's really just these transfer, um, the, the, these skill sets that, you know, transcend the actual sport itself. Absolutely. And I'm sure having that experience in high school, I went it kind of helped prepare you for the rigor of college and going on to be a part of track and field in college. Like, how do you feel like when it really prepared you for that experience of going to that bigger school and having that kind of bigger scale athletic career? Yeah, I think that the, it's important, it was important to certainly be prepared academically for what was the next, what was going to be 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th grade. But um, so, so certainly the rigor and, and, um, and I chose actually a small liberal arts institution in St. Joe's Catholic institution. It really lined up with the things that I felt strongly about. And I think that were really foundational built as, as my foundation as being a student at Gwinnett. And so I think it was the preparedness for that. I don't, I don't know that 
anyone's ever prepared to not be under the roof of your your, your parents or whomever your um, parental figures are and having that structure. So there are some things where you just, you have to learn. My mom reminds me that I went to school 14 minutes away from home. And um, so that's, you know, she she often reminds me of that, that I, I think I probably had more ability to go home when I, when I didn't want to deal with what were some of the just natural transition issues that come on college. But I think the rigor academically, and then also living out the mission of an institution like St. Joe's, that that really is a part of the culture that permeates academics, athletics, and certainly the social atmosphere. Absolutely. And like kind of having both of those experiences um, at Gwynedd and at St. Joe's, how has that kind of prepared you for now? What is your career at Drexel? You're back in Philadelphia um, at another Philadelphia school. Um, how has that kind of prepared you to, to be in this huge, amazing role? Sure. I mean, it's certainly, the, it's clear that, um, that I love sports, that I, that, that track and field really in particular, was my, um, it was transformational for me. It really opened up doors that may not have otherwise been opened for me, education and, and just the opportunities that came with it. And, and as I learned that there was opportunities to not, when, when the, when my career, my running career ended, that it wasn't as if my, um, my attachment, my engagement in sport had to end. So learning that there was a career in athletics administration and particularly at the collegiate level was, it, it was eye-opening. There was no major at St. Joe's that you could study in sport administration. That's something that has really grown over the last 25 years. They existed then. It just wasn't at the institution I chose. And so it was really about remaining attached to that youth track and field and being in the atmosphere of um, athletics and then certainly high school and college. And that's, I, mean, I think that that is, is why I've gotten to stay forever young because I can live vicariously through the energy and the students that are around me. Yeah, obviously your love of sports brought you to this career path, but um, we were wondering if there was like a class or a coach or someone who like introduced you that this is a career that you can actually like have and get into. Sure. Yeah. So when um, at St. Joe's and at many Division One institutions and and Division Two and Three, I'm sure too has its presence of some that's called academic advisors. So individuals who are complementary to what would be your academic advisor within your your major program and your, um, your the different your respective school or college that you're in. So there was an academic advisor who I grew to be really close with and. And that's when I learned that there was this opportunity to actually serve students, be able to advise them. And it wasn't just about advising on what classes to take. It were the, the things that we have talked about, those skill sets that you gain, how to be organized, how to navigate uh, as a 18-year-old at the time, uh, the landscape of being a student, being a social being, being an athlete. Um, so n- being able to draw that nexus of, hey, I want to still... I want to be in a space where I can give back and return what has been delivered to me in the way of advising, in the way of counseling. I did a little bit of coaching and I've always been prompted by the student athlete being able to, it's, it's a give back. Now I'm fortunate. I get to, it's, it's my job. And so 
there is um, employment that comes with it, but it's really, um, it's really that what drove me and still drives me is being able to impact student athletes and their experience and guide them, serve as that educator mentor, because the athletic career for many will end, but it's about what can they positively do in whatever space they go into after their undergraduate or graduate time with us. Yeah, that's amazing. Was there a certain person in your life that you feel like did that for you when you were in college? I think there are a lot of people that did that for me. I had a tremendous track and field coach. It's the reason why I chose St. Joe's. Uh, Kevin Quinn was just a phenomenal, is a phenomenal being. And I, my official visits were far, far away at Pittsburgh, James Madison. And I chose 14 minutes away from home because of Kevin Quinn. It's somebody who just invested in me as a person. It didn't matter. Certainly the hope was that my career would be one that would fulfill expectations and it didn't, but he still invested in me as a person. And then there were others along the way, the athletic director at St. Joe's still to this day, I just had a text from him on Saturday evening, invest in me as a person. And so I think that's really what inspired that and is something that I strive to be. I don't know that I've met the the, the standard that they have lived and uh, you know extended to the student athletes that have graced their thresholds, but it's something that I continue to strive to be and to achieve, to be that accessible, to invest in the, not just students, but the professionals who are also members of our team. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you were the team captain at St. Joe's at one point. Do you feel like that leadership position prepared you for future leadership positions? You know, I, I, I'm a big believer in all experiences, positive and negative, prepare you for what's next. So absolutely, was it intentional? I don't know that we intentionally talked about how to lead and how you structure your leadership with the overlay of a team and the the dynamics that even present within a team. But I think that it's at that time as a 16, 17 year old, it's a leadership role. And so it's something that you take on. It's a presence that you have. And I think that it, it just becomes that ladder onto the next thing, the ladder onto whatever the next leadership opportunity. And for in my career, that has been several different things, including what um, transpired during my undergraduate career, my undergraduate athletic and academic career. And so, so I think, yes, long-winded answer. I'm a big believer in process. That's the uh, type A, perhaps maybe a little bit of OCD in me, where it's, I think that every step, the ones that are behind and the ones that are in front are intentional, not always intentional, but that they, they lead to the next piece. They lead to the next chapter and opportunity. So when we were researching you, something that came up a lot was that you're high energy and an ambitious leader. Um, Both of those are amazing qualities for someone in your position. And we were just wondering how you would describe yourself as a leader. The high energy is kind. I I, I wonder what the assessment will be now that I'm a year and a half into it has been like riding on an Excel Express. But, um, (laughs) you know, I think... what I own and I would hope that others would be able to discern from me, whether it's individuals who I manage or who are in our organization and even external to it, who've just had an opportunity to observe my leadership and and, um, work with me as a colleague is that I'm authentic, that it's really about showing up 
as who I am, what I can deliver and creating the space for others to do the same. I think that there is, it's important. I, I want members of our team to feel like they can show up, be empowered in the roles that they're in because I, as a leader, don't know it all, can't do it all and rely heavily on a team, a team that can help us move the organization forward, achieve the goals that we want. And so authenticity is um, hands down my starting point. And when I have the energy, I like to expend it. And, and I think that's just really fueled by, it's a contagious energy that comes from working with young people in an environment that is an emotional environment, has lots of highs and lots of lows, and you can't help but to be certainly energized, but also depleted from it as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's exhausting. Um, I like the Amtrak uh, reference. I'm a big Amtrak fan myself. Um, I feel like if you live in Philly, you you know it well. Um, but we also, so you your position currently is also kind of historic in that you are the first Black woman to serve as director of athletics at one of Philadelphia's Division One colleges. What does having that kind of first uh, label mean to you? Yeah, it's um, it's one that I certainly don't. I, I am very well aware, and um, you know, have taken had had the opportunity to take some pauses. It wasn't anything that I thought about. Oh, let me do this because I can be this. Right. It was really um, when when I learned about it, and and any role that I think that I would have ascended in our industry because of the demographic of our industry. I think it comes with a significant set of responsibilities and also appreciation for being a woman, being a person of color who's ascended into a leadership role in an industry that doesn't, um, that hasn't always looked that way and and still um, doesn't look that way. And so I have really appreciated the fact that I can serve as that, that opportunity that exists, that that, um, presence that that can be offered and extended and shown for others who are pursuing leadership opportunities or just pursuing being in a space that they may look around and not see themselves reflected from the peers around them. And so it's a, it's pretty incredible. It's even more powerful and meaningful to me because I get to do it in my home city that truly built me as a person and makes me so proud being in being a Philadelphia and being able to come back and be in the city and have an opportunity like this, I think I don't know that I would have been as well suited for any other position than this because of just like I said, the authenticity, the love, the passion I have for the city that I have for this industry. And then also now in that leadership uh, opportunity that I serve given my identity. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure it's like coming home. And uh, there's something really special about that. Um, but the previous positions you had, you've also worked for the NCAA, um, and I know you you wore a lot of hats there, but um, was there one part of that position that you would say was your favorite or that was especially memorable? Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt that um, getting access to NCAA championships and being on that side of the event, the insider's track and setting those events up and then certainly viewing students and and being in the presence of students competing at the highest level of our intercollegiate sport and and activities. It's incredible. It's um, as someone who appreciates just the talent of athletes, it is really a a tremendous opportunity to sit front row 
and to know that you've had a play that you played a role in that. I think what is probably my most favorite and, and perhaps even most practical experience that I had working for the NCA is being an association that has a that, that has just, just such a large membership that runs across the spectrum of higher education, across the spectrum of athletics enterprises, and being able to understand that landscape and having a little bit of a taste of what the different campuses, what the different governance and organizational structures. I think that's what's helped me with um, grabbing hold of what the landscape of intercollegiate athletics is and across the spectrum. And so that's probably, that's truly, that, that's the nerdy response as somebody who believes that I'm still, was and still am a student of the industry, having the opportunity to, that practical experience and exposure is unmatched. Absolutely. Yeah. Having that wider lens is probably, yes, really set you up for success in your current position. Um, and and also prior to to now, you were at Bucknell, and I have a pretty impressive list of some of your responsibilities. I'll rattle off just a few, um, but you uh, had oversight um, of 12 of the 27 varsity programs. Uh, you were the liaison between all the deans and HR, financial aid, um, all of the kind of student affairs and compliance uh, departments. You created the uh, Bucknell Athletes Leadership Institute, uh, your project manager uh, that raised, you raised $10 million uh, for a transformational facility enhancement of Bucknell's historic Christie Mathewson Memorial Stadium. You organized the Athletic Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council, which was comprised of administrators, coaches, and student athletes. That's a lot that you did there. Um, a lot of fantastic things, things that you've created. Um, what was the most meaningful experience you had there, you know, what, what do you really kind of hold on to from your time at Bucknell? I'll come back to it. It's the relationships with students. It, I mean, that's, that's number one and being able to serve in whatever small or large way that I could as an administrator, working to support their program, working to advocate for them, helping to ensure that their experience can be one where they can maximize the opportunities academically, athletically, and just as they develop as people. It's also all those responsibilities were great. And as I mentioned previously, being a student of the industry and, and having my hand in that many different things, because athletics and the intercollegiate athletic space, is really a kind of a microcosm of a larger university. Everything intersects athletics, everything we do. There's some version of that happening for the university broadly, the admissions, the financial aid, the student life, all, all those things because we have students, we have, we serve students first. And so I think that um, it, it's hard to pinpoint one thing or one student, but it's being able to develop partnerships. That's really what, at the end of the day, my role, and I think the reason why I was able to do it and, and um, sometimes do it successfully, I suspect, is just because of the ability to have partnerships. And it's the same way that we went forward and got a transformational gift that helped the the university and certainly elevated athletics from a physical footprint, but it's the partnerships and working with internal partners or external par partners to deliver for the programs that we, there was 27, the 27 programs that we were, um, that we fielded and that we serve. And so it's really the people and the partnerships for me that those are, those are the memories. Those are my most favorite things. And those are the skills that I take with me 
and that yeah, I probably transcend right at almost any industry, but are critical for our industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Having those team working relationships is so essential. I see it here every day at Gwinnett. Um, just, you know, the, the many various teams that end up touching each other that you never would have thought uh, would work together from the outside. Um, it's really cool to see kind of how, how it's all woven together at a school. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, that I'll reference it again because it's, I believe it and it's what we share with our student athletes. There's, there's no doubt that high school team, college team, it's an experiment in organizational structures. It's an experiment in, it's the execution of working together for a common goal. All these things that at the time, especially when you're in high school, you're not necessarily thinking of it in that mindset, but it's truly what has evolved. It's truly the skill sets that you take away and map on from, right? Well, you know, the different chapters of your life, the maturity. Now I can look back and I can say all those things that coaches or parents were telling us. Now you become that record, but it's really, that's teamwork is critical, whether you're, but doesn't matter the sport, doesn't matter again, the, the, um, the project that you're trying to execute, those are lessons that you take on. So now you're at Drexel. Um, what has it been like for you so far to work there? It's been wonderful. It, I mean, there's, so I tell the story that when I left, I left Philadelphia after uh, teaching at Walter Mercy for four years. And, and then I jumped into the athletics administrative roles at different institutions, organizations. When I left Drexel, that was about 2004. And my orientation at Drexel was really just sort of a blip on the map as I headed towards Franklin Field or into uh, West Philadelphia University City, Center City. Upon my return 2021, I see how much geographically Drexel has built up in University City, in in West Philadelphia, how much Drexel has expanded its undergraduate population, its graduate schools. And I think that it, it it's a wonderful institution to be a part of because their growth in the last 20 years, I would suspect there's they're among uh, you know a small selection of institutions who have grown this quickly and who have who have impacted from a physical standpoint as well as relational standpoint, this, a city in the way that they have. And so I look at, that's my opportunity with athletics to put athletics at Drexel on a similar pathway to leverage what has been untapped as far as potential, what has been untapped as the larger institution. And then also what I think is an institution that's on the rise. And so we, we want to be on that same trajectory. And we've been given a lot of support and opportunity to do that. So to do that, to be able to walk out onto Market Street, which I think is one of the busiest corridors, look to the to the east at City Hall, look to the west at Drexel's expansion. It drives me, it motivates me. And we have 18 varsity athletics programs that I get to work closely with the leaders of those groups, about 500 student athletes, and then a recreation and intramural program that provides opportunities, engagement, and wellness for the campus community. It, it's a, it's a, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to work with the team members, and we get to impact the wellness. We get to impact the lives of uh, of our community, and also give the community a brand enhancement. There's no platform like the athletics platform where you can really get the focused 
time of being on TV, being having these dedicated white websites, having dedicated beat writers that talk about you. We want to be a platform and have been, I think, an entity that can tell the Drexel story because there's some incredible stories to tell about what our students are doing academically in their co-ops and certainly as people and athletes. So, so ho hopefully that, that um, reflects what the excitement and there's a lot of things that go into the, into the soup that we're making, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You can just really hear like your passion for what you do and how you really care and think about the people that you work with. Um, it's really amazing. And I was wondering if looking back on your life so far, if you have any advice for, you know, your imaginary, well, I guess real, but your younger self, <laughs> um, imagine what you would say to your younger self. And I don't know if you have any advice for her. Yeah, I think it's always to be authentic. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be confident as you grow and you develop as um a person, male or female, and easier said than done, but believe in yourself, be confident, be authentic, because at the end of the day, your story will be the one that you create, the one that you engage a group and a community around to support you, which is also really important to embrace the community that you have around you, look for advocates and champions and be authentic. I think that that is um you know, when we can feel proud about who we are, it will, it, it, there's a much better product that we can de deliver and feel good about delivering because it's something that comes from the core of what we believe in. Yeah, and I think that's something that people really need to be reminded of, like in this current age with social media and just a lot of people not being authentic. It It is important and it really does make a difference. Um do you have any accomplishments that you're really proud of that you would like to share with us? I do. My 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 best accomplishment accomplishments are two little people. So I have a a, a son and a daughter, and those are, that's the best thing that I've done uh, in my life, and that I'll ever do. So regardless of if there's a next chapter professionally, whatever there might be, those are the two best things that I've ever done in my life, and I'm really proud of that. Are they playing sports? They are, you know, so I married a track coach. My husband's a track, was a track athlete as a track coach. So unfortunately, um, our children, they can't escape it. We don't force it. <laughs> they really can't escape it. They're around all the time. It's in their DNA. And so we'll see what what their lives and their pathway is. And we'll, we'll be happy if it's, if it's sport. And we'll be happy if it's not whatever they want to do. Awesome. Do you have any advice for any Gwinnett girls who might be looking to go into sports administration or something similar to what your career path sort of involved? Yeah, uh, be comfortable with networking, meet people, network, network, and then network some more. Be comfortable with trying your hand and a little bit of everything. I think it makes, it builds for a practitioner and, and doesn't uh, pigeonhole you into one particular area. Collegiate administration, it, it runs the gamut. There's a broad, there are just so many different things you can do from licensing to marketing to media to counseling to the actual coaching or oversight management, human resources. They're all these things. And like I said, it's um, what intersects our department from a 
higher ed landscape, but then also it's a business. There, there is a business component to it. And so accounting budget. So, so what I would say is if you're passionate about it, there's probably a career opportunity in it that fits your skill set, but also to be a practitioner in it, get as much experience as you can. And um, I often say that if I had to do it all again, I maybe would even go the division three route early on because it's really all hands on deck operation. And I think probably those are some of the strongest administrators out there because they're having to do a lot with not as many resources and um, real grassroots efforts. And so lots of respect for that. And I think that grows a strong administrator. Absolutely. That's all the questions that we have prepared, but is there anything else that you'd like to talk about or share with us today? I don't think so. I think that, um, you know, as I enjoy the time, I, I hope that it offers something for those that are interested. I always, there's probably not an email that goes unreturned for me, particularly if individuals are reaching out and want to just hear about my career path, hear about I prefer the conversation be about you know ways to help support their entrance into the industry. Um, I think that that's really important. So being being accessible to the way that you can are things that I, I I would extend and want to share with everyone. And then the other piece, maybe I don't know if I crystallized it in my um, comments, but I do think that the giving back there there's really um, it's a great opportunity that you have when you're at an institution like Gwede that's committed to community. And so as we think about the course of our lives and thinking about the communities that you impact, that you stay civically engaged, it's real and it's something that I'm fortunate enough to have a platform to do that here in Philadelphia. And, and it's not lost to me that, you know, my time being in um, CSC, I think, I don't know if it's still CSC now, but being a member of that and doing a lot of those um, community engagements, it, it's it's real and it's, it's really important. And so I hope people embrace it and do it in an authentic way. Absolutely. I think it's ministry and service now. Um, but yeah, I think that is a key part of our school is just service towards others, um, whatever that looks like, and just being, being, of service, especially to, to the Philadelphia area and um, to those around us. It's it's something that really, I think it makes Gwendolyn special. And we all um, really enjoy that part of being here for sure. Great. Yeah. Good. No, thank you. I appreciate the invitation and um, I, look, I wish wish you both well and, and certainly wish the, everyone well as the academic year probably is going to go fast as we end, finish up some winter and head into spring. I know I was just talking earlier. Um, we were a month out from our hundred days till graduation and Megan's a senior. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's really zooming by. Um, so yes, the, the year is ending quickly. Um, many decisions have to be made by our seniors in the next couple of weeks. Um, but it's an exciting time and we appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us. Um, we learned so much and we know the listeners will also really enjoy it. Great. Well, thank you. And good luck, Megan. I know. Yeah. It's, uh, ho- hopefully it's all lining up the way you want it to. Yeah. Thank you.